Hello, I'm Dorian Linsky. And I'm Ian Dunn. We are the hosts of Origin Story, the podcast that unpacks the history behind the ideas, the people and the events that shape political discourse today. And we are back for season five. We're kicking off with a two-parter on George Orwell, the man, the work, the ideas. We follow him from Burma to Spain, through Second World War London, to the writing of his masterpieces Animal Farm and 1984, and how their legacy is used and misused today. That's Origin Story Season 5, coming now from anywhere you get your podcasts. Hello, it's Andrew, the producer here. Over the weekend, Dorian, Roz, Alex and I recorded a special emergency Cummings cast on Zoom as a crossover episode with The Bunker. And here's a taster of the first few minutes. We hope you enjoy it. You can get the whole thing right now by searching Bunker Podcast on your favourite app. It's the one with the big blue tin can logo, not the ones about golf or doomsday prepping. Hello and welcome to Comings and Goings, a live emergency Zoom podcast from Romaniacs and the Bunker. Thanks for registering. We'll be releasing this as a Bunker Daily episode and also putting the video on the Patreon site of both shows. Uh, Andrew Harrison will be keeping an eye on his news window uh, to see if anything exciting comes out of number 10 uh, while we're talking. But uh, if not, we will press on. In case you missed the only news story in Britain this weekend, this is where we are. Yesterday, The Guardian and Mirror revealed that lovable podcast fave Dominic Cummings and his wife flouted lockdown regulations at the end of March by driving 250 miles to the home of Cummings' parents in Durham when both had COVID-19 symptoms. Their excuse was they needed childcare for their four-year-old, although that story kept changing during the day. Meanwhile, cabinet ministers ritually degraded themselves with tributes to the great quasi-leader and attacks on the press only for the Mirror and Observer to do a Columbo and mention one more thing at the end of the day. <laughs> Eyewitnesses claim that Cummings had been sighted at a local beauty spot on the 12th of April, admiring the bluebells, and returned to Durham on the 19th of April. Roz, um, the outrage has been striking. A lot of people I know who haven't been furious uh, so far are completely blazing about this. And I think people have put up with a lot over the last nine weeks. There's frustration, anxiety, grief. People have missed relatives on their deathbeds. They've missed attending funerals. Has this uncorked something that was sort of, that was simmering? And it's, the, the reaction is far more powerful uh, than the government expected. Yeah, there's been an undertone of frustration. And I think that's been growing and growing and growing throughout lockdown. And particularly as people have started to realise that we locked down later we locked down too late and the what the consequences of that are in terms of us coming out of lockdown and they're looking around at other countries and seeing them coming out of lockdown and we are already doing so in a very limited way and there is so there there are people already beginning to have their doubts about Johnson per se and this is really a story about Johnson as much as Cummings because we kind of know the measure of the man with Cummings I mean he's, he's basically you know Rasputin is the is the uh, comparison most often used he is seen as pretty pretty scary and possibly even fairly evil but um he is nonetheless uh seen as necessary in order to implement the johnson project but it now comes down to a question of johnson's judgment and johnson is clearly very very anxious to keep him in in in, um, the job and yet will not come out and say anything really publicly in his support all we've had is that ridiculous daily mail thing he leaked to the daily mail that said well at least he wasn't out shagging which you know i realize is a scenario that johnson is very familiar with but 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 is nonetheless 
no fuck, yeah, no yeah. foul. It's Johnson's irrelevant. Auto. And so it becomes now not so much about Cummings, who we knew was very dodgy, and certainly we as Remainers you know, did. It becomes about Johnson's judgment in keeping him and whether he's a strong enough prime minister to get rid of someone who is doing him so much harm or if he's put himself so much in hock to someone else that he can't. And that's why it's so dangerous. But do you think also, that the, the, because there have been lots of reports about the kind of failure to, to go into lockdown earlier. There's one in the Sunday Times today, a little overshadowed, unfortunately. Yeah. But again, talking about the lives lost by not going lockdown yeah. earlier. Uh, and people, a lot of people are cross about this. Um, but there's something here where it just sort of, it crosses all political lines and offends a sense of fair play. It's like if you follow the rules, you don't want to be made to feel like a mug. If you've seen somebody, you know, the way that British people react when someone pushes in to a queue. You know, that's not a political thing. It's a kind of, it's a fundamental sort of national trait. It's just like, yeah, I mean, you, you don't, you don't feel you're above the rules. We've all been forced to make really difficult moral and ethical systems. And, you know, I remember a decision I had to make a few weeks ago when my father was dying and, the, and not of COVID, I hasten to add. He was dying and the care home said, you can visit him if you want to, um, on the, you know, the day before he died in the end. And I had to decide whether I should go down and see him or whether that was an irresponsible thing to do. And in the end, I did, you know, and it was a difficult decision um, to make. And we all have those. And lots of people made quite understandably the decision not to see their, their relatives, either because they had COVID or because they were personally in more danger than I was or all kinds of other reasons. And to see someone flouting the rules in such a kind of cavalier and such an unnecessary way, I think, because the excuse about children is rubbish. You know, loads of us have children. <laughs> it's, 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 it's not a special, a special case. And pretending as well that he has a toddler. He doesn't have a toddler. He has a four-year-old. There's a huge difference as anyone who has kids. <laughs> um, it's but not, also the implication there is that if you, if you haven't broken the rules, you don't love yeah. the kids enough. Yeah. It's like one thing, as we've discovered on Twitter recently, is like just don't don't start getting into kind of parent yeah. wars. Yeah, don't do it. And that's essentially what they did. Exactly. Yeah. Um, Alex, that's just one of the many ways in which the government has misjudged this. We even had Attorney General Suella Braveman justifying breaking the rules. Um, there's a lot. There's a lot of things that they got wrong. Um, wh what do you think? What do you think that they kind of? What's the fundamental misjudgment here that explains yesterday's response? You have to look at the, the, the first thing to do is to untangle the Cummings story, okay? Because it's, what happened was that two sets of rules kind of mingled. So a lot of people, for instance, when they say, well, at least he didn't do it, you know, to visit his girlfriend and have a shag. Well, those are not the same rules, though, are they? Because Ferguson didn't have symptoms, and that is a thing to really make as clear as possible. You can't conflate the rules as they were for people in general lockdown with the rules as they were for, for households that had symptoms. Those rules are much stricter and they were much, much clearer. So the new Shap's line is basically that well, everyone has to ultimately decide where they spend lockdown. So he made a decision that this is where he wanted to go and lock down, and that's what he did, but then he stayed put, so that's all right. Um, and, and I think 
a lot of people remember back to the time when lockdown was imposed that one of the clearest advice was don't go to your second homes. Don't go to your holiday homes. That's not essential travel. I mean, the police actually issued uh, advice, guidance, saying that's not essential travel. You deciding you would rather isolate, you know, on your seaside uh, bungalow in Whitstable is not an essential reason for travel. You have to stay where you are. So I don't, I don't see how they can justify it, but justify it, they will try to. They completely sort of misread the way that the mood of the country sort of changed uh, during this pandemic. It seems that their response was very much, it's kind of fake news. We're not going to bother with, you know, addressing these allegations from campaigning newspapers, which is an astonishing criticism to make, given the role of, you know, something like The Telegraph in, 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 in endorsing Brexit and, and Johnson. Well, there's some, there's some who... who had Johnson, yeah. do you remember that that one page of Johnson as the sun? Yeah. yeah. So, so, but they, 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 it was basically just like, oh, you know, fake news, shut up. Nobody cares. You know, nobody in the real world cares. It's just Twitter outrage. No apology required. Um, and it just seems like, well, obviously that wasn't going to work. That's worked many, many times in the past. But it just seems that they didn't understand. It seems like the, the disconnect between the government and the mood of the country, particularly for a government that prides itself and Cummings himself on prides himself on being on populism and understanding what the people want. It just seems remarkable. Yeah, yeah. He even said that. Cummings even said that outside his house when he was challenged by a journalist. He said, well, you thought you understood people when it came to Brexit, but you didn't. He actually brought that up. Um, I think it's what you were talking about last time, um, Dorian, when we had a live uh, chat. Do you remember you were saying how obsessed people had become about the the smaller things during lockdown? How basically everyone's vision had has narrowed down, and they're looking for the next thing to get absolutely livid about. And I think that's the bit they misjudged. And this came along, and everyone is going nuts from being locked down for two. And suddenly they see this story that the person who actually sort of came up with the rules was flouting them. And it's like a red rag to a bull. And there's the first bit of our epic emergency Domcast. Get the rest right now by searching Bunker Podcast on your favourite app. And if you enjoy it, why not subscribe to The Bunker? There's daily episodes and a full panel one on Wednesdays. You can't have too many podcasts in these trying times. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon.